potential right here on TDN Radio. Yes, if it is Tuesday, it is time once again to get powered up with another episode of Untapped Potential on TDN Radio. I am your host, Dr. Simone Matthew, and I always look forward to spending our time together as we get energized and powered up for the week and we remind ourselves of those important life goals. The end of the year is quickly approaching and we all have those goals that we have set for ourselves that we need reminders. So that is what we are here to do each and every Tuesday to just give you a friendly neighborhood reminder <laughs> that you have set goals for yourself for this year and that you should to be taking one step at a time, one day at a time, one month at a time to be working towards those important life goals. So welcome, welcome to the program. It is great to be back with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. Uh, we spend this time just getting energized for the week ahead and we always like to start the program off on a note of gratitude. So what are you grateful for today? What are you grateful for in this time of your life? As for me, I am grateful for the summer break. This summer, we got to spend some wonderful time with our family traveling. We got to go to Savannah. We spent three weeks in Dominica and a week in Jamaica. So I am very happy that we got to do some summer travel after two years of COVID-19 and not really having an opportunity to venture out uh, too far. So I am grateful for the opportunity to spend time with my family. So again, what are you grateful for? Live your life in a spirit of gratitude and you will find abundance. That is what I always think of. So again, welcome to the program. As you know, on this program, we have a, an interview, a great interview to share with you. We also like to include some inspirational music. We have a tip of the week and then we have a featured video every week. So I hope that you're looking forward to spending this time with me uh, today, uh, Tuesday, July 26, 2022, as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead. So this week, I thought I would bring you an interview from the, Dom from the Dominica um 
Eastern. Let me make sure I get the name right. So it is the East Dominica Children's Federation and their on a drive. Uh, they did a drive on Sunday, Sunday, July 24th. They did a drive um, all about the importance of violence and abuse against children. And I was very happy to connect with this particular organization because I think that with the disappearance of Kanisha Etienne, we need to do more than just talk about the issue. As you know, we recently had a program where we started the Dominica Child Protection Society. So Tanya Dixon, bless her heart, she connected with connected me with the East Dominica Children's Federation and it turned out that they were having a drive on Sunday. So I invited them to come on to Push Past 10 on Facebook for our Facebook Live program where they told us not only about the drive but the work that they're doing to protect children, to give children a voice in Dominica. So I will give you that pre-recorded interview of the East Dominica Children's Federation as our interview for the day and don't forget stay tuned for after the interview to find out what is our tip of the day and also to find out what is our featured video over at pushpast10.com so as we get the program off and started today let us start off with this one by Bujibantan buried alive because I think many of us feel that we are just buried alive with you know rising prices all over the place the heat all over the place climate change all over the place, uh, abuse all over the place. So sometimes it can certainly feel that we are buried alive, but we have to remind ourselves that we're still breathing and there's still hope. And with hope, anything is possible. So again, enjoy this number from Mr. Bujubantan, Buried Alive, and then come back for our pre-recorded interview with the East Dominica Children's Federation. <laughs> Breathing. I don't know what tomorrow may bring, but I'm not. 
struggling to pay your bills? Has your income been impacted by COVID-19? Are you on track with securing your family's financial future? Let Badui Financial Services be your guide in this ever-changing world. From budgeting and finally eliminating your debt to protecting your income and leaving a financial legacy for your family. Badui Financial Services is your one-stop shop for securing your financial future. Give them a call today at 864-607-1361. That number again, 864-607-1361. Badui Financial Services, Integrity and Service is our commitment to you. Give them a call. Come on in, check in, post a message. Let us know that you are here. Let us know where you're joining us from. Um, you know, we are having a crisis in Dominica. We are having a crisis in Dominica with all the child sexual abuse that we keep hearing about in Dominica. So we have to continue to honor Kanisha Etienne's memory. We have to continue to work as a society to do better for our most vulnerable, our children. So we are joined today by an organization that is doing just that. So as you come in, don't forget to share the live if it's your first time joining us. I am Simone Matthew and here on Push Past 10, we're all about how do we advance Dominica? How do we advance our country? Whether you're from Dominica, whether you live in Dominica, or you live overseas, uh, or you're just a friend of Dominica, you just love Dominica. So how do we advance our country? And one of the most important ways for doing so is by ensuring that we're protecting the most vulnerable in our society. So today we are joined by Miss um, Cindy Joseph, and she is representing the East Dominica Children's Federation. And we are going to have a conversation about what that organization is doing about protecting our children. And we will also talk about a very important drive that they're having tomorrow, Sunday, July 24th. So, Sydney, thank you for being here and thank you for joining us. Just introduce yourself to the audience, please. Okay, good afternoon. My name is Sydney Moses Joseph, and I'm from Woodford Hill. I'm the director of the East Dominica Children's Federation. It's a pleasure yes. to be here. Yes, thank you so much. And just kind of tell us, because I think a lot of us are not familiar with the East Dominica Children's Federation. So kind of just tell us what the organization is about, how long it's been established in Dominica. Okay, the East Dominica Children's Federation basically is an organization which believes in putting children and young people first 
and we believe that we can create an environment where children and young people can grow to their full potential, be the leaders that we want them to be by giving them the support that they deserve from the adults in their lives. The East Dominica Children's Federation is stemmed off from Christian Children Fund, which was here previously, and later was rebranded to Child Fund. And um, we were the people who was doing the, the work on the ground, basically. So we were the implementing partners for Child Fund in Dominica. For Child Fund was here for over almost 40 years, and the East Federation has been established for the last um, almost 10 years going 12 years um mm -hmm. we've been established and um they it, it, the east federation came about so people may remember um margaret child development center or margaret ccf cassabrus child development center or cassabrus ccf laplane child development center or laplane ccf and these three organizations came together to form the east federation so that's that's how we came about um, mm -hmm. the federation and we were supported by child fund so all the funding all the activities that we did came from funding from child fund um international mm -hmm. and um child fund left in 2016 when child fund, so everybody knew about child fund it was basically dominating even if we were the implementing partners but when child fund left in 2016 we felt that we got the training we have the experience why not continue the work so mm -hmm. Like I said, we're non-profit, non-government, non-profit. So all our funding comes from donations, um, grants, and sponsors. Mm -hmm. That's how we, we support the Federation. That's how we do our work. Mm -hmm. Yes, excellent. So 12 years, so a significant amount of time you guys have been on the ground doing this work. So I'm really happy to hear that. So kind of just tell us about your goals, your objectives. Tell us about the actual work that you do. Um, I understand that you go into the schools. Is that correct? So kind of just tell us about okay, exactly so, what you do. The, so the organization focuses on children and youth. And because children and youth comes with parents, they play a part too in, in our programming. So we do programming for children. Um, we go into the primary schools. We work with, we do a child assault prevention, which is it's shortened for CAP. We, mm -hmm. Like I said, for child protection, the prevent, preventative measures. Then also, because a lot of the focus that we, we do, sometimes we go into school, the principals will ask us to come in and do sessions with the, with the children, or we do parenting session. Some our parenting session takes a different course because we talk about conscious discipline when we do parenting session. We are about an alternative form of discipline right. when it comes to when it comes to children. Um, especially we know that children need to be disciplined, but there are different ways than the traditional way that we use in our country to discipline children. So these are some of the things that we promote. We assist with disaster preparedness plan for schools. We have I have a right campaign for children, which tells children that they have a right to do what it is that they want to do, to education, to play, to a, a home, to a name, to an identity. So these are some of the things that we, we tell children. Um, we also, in our young people, we do leadership programs, we do entrepreneurship programs, we do empowerment programs. We focus sometimes on girls especially. Um, making them know that so we have a program we call we have two programs actually get to young people all we need is love we already talk about to love for self love for others love for community 
and love for country. Then we have This Is Me, which is focused mainly on girls, telling them this is who you are. You have to own who you are and stand up for yourself. And then we do livelihoods for the parents. So when we, because in, because our focus is on the people in the communities who are deprived, exploited, and vulnerable, that's that's our focus um, group. So because of that, we know most of the time they are below the income bracket or they are unemployed or underemployed. So we try to provide livelihood um, assistance based on what they can do and will bring some sort of income to their families. Mm -hmm. So we do, we do that as well. And then, like I said, for our youth activity, we engage them as much as possible. The, the Federation has a board of directors, which are totally volunteers. And most of the programming that we do, we it has a volunteer component to it. So we teach our young people, whenever we're doing an activity, we teach them to volunteer. So it will have a component where you work with a young person in your community to whatever it is that, that they need. You do so for when, for example, love for community, they have to go out in the community and do something for somebody that they're not accustomed to. So we just help to, to shape those young people and to bring them up in the best way that we can and that they can be the leaders that we want to lead our communities in the future. So this is basically our pro, our our programming that mm -hmm. we that we do. Yeah, and tell us and tell us about um, the campaign that you have now. Step out, um, step out, and shout out. Tell us more about that campaign. So um, this campaign, you know, like you said earlier, there's a lot of things going on in our society right now as it relates to child protection. A lot mm -hmm. of focus is on on child sexual abuse. And um, the Federation for the last, be, be, I'm working with the organization for over 25 years. So we've been doing child protection for a number of years. Yes, the Federation has just been established for 12, 12 years, but we've been doing that work before, even when Trifon was there, the focus was on children and their well-being, most of, most of the things that we did. So in, in continuing, a lot of people say, that like when something happens, our society reacts. Mm -hmm. And the East Federation is here to is want to make the statement that it's not it's not just um, when the Federation doesn't just react to things. We do things because we've been doing protective um, campaign or protective measures or doing things to prevent. Um, abuse of all form of happening because for example we had our cap project we started that that particular project in 2015 we've we've done it in over 30 schools on the island we, we cover most of the primary schools already on the island yeah so we just want to say our campaign is we know that kids know that um they they know when somebody's abusing them Right. If Absolutely. if a mother if a mother screams at a child, she the child knows that this is not supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. If you discipline a child through by using a strap or, or physically um disciplining a child and it's excessive, that child knows that. So we we think that if, if a child is being abused sexually, they know as well. Mm -hmm. Why don't they say? Why why don't they complain? Why don't they say? And it is like I said, it is my opinion that I think children are scared sometimes because mm -hmm. they think the adults in their life will not step up step out and shout out for them 
so they keep everything back because of all the other abuse that is happening around them which may not seem as abuse so when this one comes along they, they shut up mm -hmm. so the federation wants people to know that the kids know they're aware of what violence against them is all they need right now is the adults in their life and their community to just step up mm -hmm. and step out of your your bong step out of where you you feel that you're comfortable and tell that child i will stand in the gap for you i will be that extra voice i will be the loudest voice for you i will help you to make a report i will stand up with you whatever it is that you want to do i am an adult and i will stand up with you and this is what our campaign is about tomorrow we want people to come out and stand up tell children the children will be seeing you passing this is who i am i am cindy and you can call on me anytime i will be the louder voice for you i will stand in the gap for you i will yeah, help you I, and you know you make a very important point you know um cindy because i think what happens is because children see the violence sometimes within their own households maybe domestic violence maybe within their parents that they, it comes to be, you know, accepted, which is unfortunate. So when that violence comes towards them, whether it is physical violence or sexual assault, it's almost like we've already taught them that this is acceptable behavior. So what is there to report? And, and a lot of times we hear, whenever something happens to a child, we hear that, oh, is a family friend, is a close relative, why? I think one of the things that, and, and I know the law speaks to that about grooming. A lot of our young trainers are being abused were groomed for a very young age. Things that parents thinking that because, like I say, our our demographics deprived, vulnerable, and excluded. And that doesn't mean that you have to be poor. It's just your circumstances. Parents working long hours. Parents not there. Parents go and do something else, and you're left with grandparents. This makes you vulnerable as much as possible. Oh, not everybody, but sometimes based on the situation that you are. And somebody come in and bring something for, for you through your parents. It's okay. Most times they do it through your parents before they start in doing it directly with you. And these are how some of our, our young people are violated. And boys are violated as much as girls. It's not just girls. Both boys and girls. And the Federation speaks to that. When we, when we do our child assault prevention pro program, we don't only think about the girls but the boys as well and sometimes yes um it is more or oh, it is it seemed to be more prevalent in our community when it comes to sexual violence against children and young people but what about bullying what about the peer pressure and our program takes all that into consideration because we want to whenever whatever it is that we do we take into consideration the whole child mm -hmm. the whole young person and we we do what activities we think will help them to make better decisions to live better lives. Now, now part of your activities is does it include role play as well with the kids? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm, it does. Mm -hmm. So, so kind of give us an example of how you would use role play to help the kids to better understand what is going on with them. So, for example, our, our child assault prevention program we call CAP that we that we use in the schools is done by three people. So we have a primary facilitator and two role players. So everything we do is demonstrated. You will have a scenario where a child is walking to school and another child meets, 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 meets up with him and they have a discussion where it comes in. Then another child comes in and bullies that child. 
take away his recess, take away his money, and what do you do in that situation? So we show them positive ways in which to to deal with that situation. You do fight back, you do hit back, but you can use your friend to tell that person that you don't you're not supposed to do that to me. I have a right, and you are taking away my rights. They can report it to their teacher. They can report it to the principal. They can report it to uh, an adult, whichever adult that they meet first. So everything that we do, we do is role play. We also do, you know, child assault prevention. We do some um, self-defense techniques and tips that the, that the children can use. And again, it's role played. We use a child in the class with the permission of the teacher to do the role play. And... Um, this is this is done so we'll tell them you do use your your if 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 somebody is attacking you and they buy your mouth you can use the pinky pull and if you mm. if you use the pinky pull it's very painful so you just press back as hard as you can because you don't you don't have to care how much it hurts because you're trying to protect yourself if they hold you from behind you can use your elbow to knock up or because you're a small person your your feet the, the bones in your instep are very fragile. So if you stamp on that as hard as possible or you use your foot to scrape down their shin, these are some of the things that children can, can use to protect themselves if they are being attacked by whoever is attacking them. But we also tell them that this is not a game, that you don't use it on your peers, that you don't use it in the schoolyard, you don't use it at playtime. And the teachers are there as well to see what is being done so they can help um, support those children. Right. I, I think you guys are doing incredible work because I think there is, there's great need for an organization such as yours. So I have a couple of more questions for you, especially as it relates to is this only in the East because the, the agency is called the East Dominica Children's Federation. But before we do, let us just acknowledge everyone who's joining us on the Facebook Live. We want to thank them for being here. We have Hendrix Paul, Joe Williams, uh, Gina Dorival, Anthony Simon, Manly Benjamin, Joseph Lawrence, Anne-Marie uh, Cotamarche is here, Alexia Nixon, Herbert Williams, Christian George, Abiel Charles, Indigenous Bushman, uh, it's a Nick Bay, Rosaline Best, uh, Merle Vidal, my cousin. Thank you, everyone, uh, for being here. So, um, Cindy, you mentioned the name East Dominica. Does that mean you guys only operate in the east of Dominica? Initially, when we started, so for example, like I said, we stem from Chiphon, and yes. there were six projects on the island, mm -hmm. three in the east, three on the west. And we came together to form the East Federation and the West Federation. Mm -hmm. So we had similar um, activities. The, the, the West Federation still exists um, on the west of the located in Maho. But mm -hmm. because when child, because we were with Child Fund, they gave us those boundaries. But when Child Fund left, we felt that whatever it is that we're doing, we do it across the island. Because our mm -hmm. CAP project, we've done all the schools from Benz to Kualiho. All the way to through St. Joseph, all the way through Massac. We've been to the Christian Union School in Roseau. We've done the um, Seventh-day Adventist School in Roseau. So whatever we're doing right now, we do it across the island. But we focus our, our the east, our boundaries go from Delhi to Kalibishi. We still try to do a lot of programming in the east because we, we think, and I am positive about about this is this is this is what i think and believe that a lot of the activities are held in the roseau area and environs mm -hmm. 
and mm -hmm. our children, Kainago children, Peter Furrier, Sons of a Good Hope, all the way through Daily's Grand for these kids don't really get the same opportunity because distance is a problem. Even for college, a child wants to go to college from the Kainago territory or, or Daily's or wherever, and they, they go, yes, government can give them some assistance, but sometimes the ride is too long. Right. The, the classes they want to take are so late. The, the buses don't run that late. Even in Woodford Hill and Wesley, sometimes the, the children, they drop out because the classes they want to take starts at six. When they finish at seven, how do I get home? Right. So I think, so that's the reason why I might be biased that way. Mm -hmm. But that's the reason I think. Well, I don't think it's being biased. I think you're just making valid observations. I, I, I tend to focus on as much as possible on the East. But when something is good, you share it everywhere. Mm -hmm. So we do share everything everywhere. We're doing mm -hmm. the campaign tomorrow. I want people to see what it is that we're doing here and, and say, East Federation, can we do it in the Postmont area? Can we do it in the Grand Bay area? Can we do it in the Rosal area? We, we want to do that. We'll welcome it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And in the 12 years, what would you say have been some of the greatest challenges you guys has, have faced as an organization? Finance. Finance, of course. Yes. Because when, when Child Fund was here, we we did a lot of we did a lot of work when Child mm -hmm. Fund was here and they provide the funding. We knew exactly we, we prepare our budget, we prepare our work plan, and we did a lot, a lot of work. So for example, we the child friendly school initiative, we supported, we supported the Ministry of Education with that a lot by providing the necessary um, items that they would need to run that. We help them with school governance, ensuring that each school had the, the, the little governance going on, the president, the chairperson, the secretary, the treasurers, and the rules and regulations, help them to make handbooks and things like that. We 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 felt, we felt that because the child-friendly school teaches that it's not just chalk and talk, but mm -hmm. you can use other resources to help learn. We created a kit. We delivered to all the schools. But because the financing is not as what it used to be, it limits us to what we can do. There are projects that we want to do. But because we have no, no financing, we are not able to do that. So, for example, in terms of livelihood, we need alternative livelihood than the traditional livelihood that the young people are are accustomed to we need to train them in beekeeping we need to encourage them to plant trees we need to encourage them to grow goats grow rabbits but you need funding to do those things and not just two rabbits but or, or two goats you want them to give it to them enough that when when they have that they can make a business out of it and they can make a livelihood out of it so these are some of the things that we want some children want to be trained in it we want to be able to be able to provide that for them so and we, we are not able to to do to do that so for example we just got a grant to do online learning for adults mm. and um it came what we noticed that parents some of the parents are not were not able to manipulate the learn the the systems that their kids use for online school mm -hmm. it was a challenge they go to google classroom even if you are literate and you know how to do things and you go on google classroom you still get lost Mm -hmm. So we got some assistance first from CPDC for us to be able to assist those parents. So they come in and we do a training with them, help them, they tell us what the what their challenges were and are, and we help them to filter that out to see how best they can navigate those platforms for their kids. Yes, COVID is is reducing maybe. But who knows when something else will come up and they need those kids because a lot of children suffered because they were too, especially 
primary school children when they could where they couldn't be for them for themselves and the parents were not able to do it they suffer a lot so we felt that we should support and we we went into the we, we did it in Kainago, Marigold, Woodford Hill area um to help these parents and you know you're absolutely correct you know when you you talk about um creating job opportunities and getting funding for it because from what i'm hearing a lot of times the sexual abuse that we see in children of the grooming and everything involves you know them receiving payments that they're bringing home so if we have an opportunity to, to create incomes for family it helps it, it helps so that is an important part of the equation that many times we are not talking about sometimes unfortunately parents will turn a blind eye because there's a financial incentive that, yeah. the, that their child is bringing to the house. So that is something that has to be addressed. And, and the East Federation, in all our years that we've been operating, we've, we've met cases that um, like that where um, we know, and when we investigate, because I am bold, um, and I will, I will come and ask you a question. If, once it involves a child, I'll come and ask you a question. Two things. Get out of my yard. I have nothing to say to you. That's all you can tell me. That's it. But I will come and ask a question. And sometimes when you hear the situation, we we stand outside sometimes and we judge people and we say things about the, the mother and we say things about the children. But if you understand the dynamics of their of mm -hmm. their family, sometimes it's not it's not their fault. And sometimes sometimes a lot of the times when um in my experience, I met a lot of women whose daughters are being abused and they will abuse themselves. Yep. Some of them will tell you, look at me, I made it so she will make it too. Wow. And it's just, it's just sad. It's just they actually sad. say that to you. Yeah, but that's, that's the reality. It's just sad. Some of them will create the opportunity for the child to get the same experience that they had. And are you it kidding is just, me? No, it's just sad. It's just sad, but this is our reality. Hmm. So you, you can just, I'm just telling you that, and I'm just telling you, but imagine a parent telling you that face mm -hmm. to face. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Mm -hmm. You have to stand there for a straight face and mm -hmm. can, don't do anything about it. Right. Yeah. And you know, we have an author who wrote a book on the topic, Anne-Marie, and she's joining us today. And she says, good evening. All abuses are unacceptable that we need that we need to never acceptable well it needs to stop it's essential we continue doing everything possible to reach out to help Thank these you. innocent children they need to know there's people out there ready to get them help. So thank you for that. Anne-Marie Agnes, thank you for being here. Uh, Joe Williams, great program. Simone, kudos to your guests for her vision and dedication. And it does take dedication it to does. do this work, um, Sydney. I'm sure you will agree to that because sometimes you feel like you're probably taking, you know, two steps forwards and five steps back because maybe you want parents to report what is going on and you don't have any luck with simply getting them to report those incidents not just not the reporting is not even the hardest thing right the, what is so hard for me is i have no jurisdiction over those children we are non-profit we are non-government so whatever it is that we do it has to go through the welfare division or the education mm -hmm. department we must report to them so for example our child prevention unit um, um child prevention program that we do um we normally we used to do it monday to friday but one friday we went to do our child prevention project at the primary school 
and after the after the project one of the one of the facilitators came and she was practically hyperventilating because a child reported to her after after our sessions we have what is called report time so the facilitators sit outside and if a child wants to talk it, ha it can be about anything they can come and, and speak with the facilitator and that child came and she said um, i am happy you came today so you my trusted adult and this hmm. is what is happening to me i'm being sexually abused every weekend by my uncle when i go to my grandmother's house and there's nobody i can tell and you come here today so i am telling you and she she said we've been doing that and she's never had that experience so you know sometimes you train to do something and when it actually happened mm -hmm. it is overwhelming and it was overwhelming to her so she came she reported our next course of action was to tell go to the principal and do the report and then she takes it from there and because it was friday it was so difficult to get the people responsible, not through their own fault, but everybody else doing everything. That it that child had to go to that grandmother. The federation can couldn't say you cannot go or send her to a safe house because we don't have that jurisdiction. We don't have that authority. Thank God the principal was who she was and she took the, the responsibility and said, You'll not go. You're not going back to, to that house. I will I will take you because her parents were on drugs, so they, they were no help. Hence the reason that was her only and it was her escape place. That was supposed to be her happy place. The safe place, yes. You understand? That was supposed to be her happy place. And it was not safe for her. And she she endured that for a number of years without telling anyone. How and old she, was she? Do you remember? It's primary school age because right, we didn't have primary right, school children. Right. It's primary school age. So because of that, we made the decision never to do cap on a Thursday, on a Friday. Wow. We do it on a Thursday. It's a Friday. I can go to the ministry. I can go to whoever I have to go to to mm -hmm. ensure that that child gets it. Because when Saturday comes, everybody goes to their home. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, and it's so unfortunate. And that is one of the reasons, you know, a group of us have started, you know, the Dominica Child Protection Society, because what we are finding is that the adults have to be educated as well. So while we are focusing on trying to protect our children, and we have already started, we're going to start a reading campaign beginning next week with the uh, book that was uh, somebody who survived the sexual abuse in Dominica. Um, her name is Dr. Shamina, and she, she wrote the book, If You Touch, I'll Tell. So we're going to start a campaign of having that book read around. But what we're starting to, re to realize from having conversations such as the one that I'm having with you is that the adults have to be educated as well. Mm-hmm. There's and a we, lot and, of and education. We do, and we do that as well in our programming. Yeah. We do that as well because, for example, when we do a child assault prevention project, if before we enter the classroom to do the workshops with the children, we have a parent meeting. So we invite parents and we go through the entire project with them to ensure that they understand. We have a, a, a meeting with the teachers as well to go through the entire um, project so they understand what it is. When I do parenting um, classes and I use the, the conscious discipline concept, I tell parents, instead of screaming and shouting and getting frustrated, stressed, be a star. Stop, take a deep breath and relax. By the time you do that, you're already going, your anger or whatever it is you're feeling going to go down a notch and you can make a conscious decision as to what course of action you take. That will eliminate the, the abuse and the violence that you spew towards your, your children. And, but the unfortunate thing is, a lot of the parents 
don't attend the meetings. Wow. They don't come to the meetings. They don't come to the se- they don't come to the sessions. They they just don't participate. So this is this is this is what is is hurting and and disheartening because you have all those those um those sessions for parents and yet still they're not benefiting because they don't come. Right, right. And, I mean, what, what? I mean, what is the solution, though, um, Sydney? What is the solution? I mean, how can we, you know, get a, make a dent, make some inroads on all of this? I'm just trying to think of what can be done because it sounds like you guys are already doing everything. We, you see, the thing about it is, we, we, we have to to think of innovative ways that we can reach the most people. Mm-hmm. So, if it's through music, if it's through poetry, if it's through theater, whatever. The traditional way of calling a parent to a meeting doesn't really work. And because of that, so we have to we have to try to think how else we can get the parents involved. So sometimes when I have parenting meeting, I do role play with them as much as possible. I do role plays and I and why do it in, a, in the form of a workshop? So it's not, you know, giving parents information that they, they don't already know. You're just helping them to bring it together. So you, you have them participate by asking questions, by getting their knowledge. So when they speak and they feel comfortable, they share with you. And you all come up with solutions and things that you can do to help your children and the young people in your, in your community. Yeah, and, and then, you know, the other thing that comes to mind, and this might be a difficult question to answer, but do you think that you guys are making a difference? Do you have any evidence that it's, it's making a difference in the lives, especially the lives of the children? When one child reports that I am being violated against, mm-hmm. that's, that's already enough for me. Absolutely. And we have, a, we have a number of children who reported. I can remember one child said, the cat people say, talk to an adult until someone listens to you. And she had already spoken to two or three adults that did not listen to her. And then somebody listened. So, and, and that's what she said. Mm-hmm. So, so that already is, um, is, victory, is victory for us. Mm-hmm. Also, most importantly, because we put the information out there, we are given the opportunity to put the information out there. It is satisfying. We cannot mm-hmm. social work and working with communities you really cannot um measure the, the right. information or, or gather data to measure your success as much as possible but mm-hmm. when when people tell you um thank you very much for coming also when we do our, our sessions parents some parents will we do a evaluation form at the end and at the back of it you will see parents write where were you when i was a child wow so how um, how can how can you help me? I'm an adult, but I'm still struggling. And I mean, there are different organizations in Dominica that that speaks to child protection. I think we are unique because we believe in preventing. So most of the strategies that we use is helping a child to prevent that form of violence, and not just sexual violence, mm-hmm. but all forms. Because I think there's a it, it wraps everything wraps up together to lead to that, and. Um, not just um so for example it's not just about the parenting sessions but we we encourage young people to go to school we encourage them we tell them based on the situation that you are in education is the key to stepping out education is the key to improving your life and that of your family so when a child when i walk into an establishment and i miss him come 
Sometimes I get to skip the line and I'll take it. It's a little park. Yeah. But I feel so happy when I sit and I see, I know a child struggled and because um, the Federation stepped in and helped them to ensure that they get their secondary or college education and, and they have their going and whatever. I am pleased. Yes. I am happy yes. because this is a step in the right direction. So it's not mm -hmm. just about, we never know who we person names. We do what we do and we go home. And we never know sometimes what we, somebody reports, somebody made a difference in their lives and they didn't tell us. But I am hoping that whatever it is that we do, people listen, even if it's two or three people that listen, mm -hmm. I consider that success. Yeah, and, and I think two, two points I want to raise quickly, the fact that it's a, a holistic approach that y'all are taking and your ability to be able to do the work in the schools. I think that is so important that you're able to get into the schools where you can reach the maximum amount of children to be able to help them and to be able to just be that resource that they can turn to. And maybe they're not ready to report yet, but they at least know that there is an option available to them, that there's an adult that will listen when two or three people in their immediate family, their immediate homes will not. So just having that outlet is, 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 is truly um, a great benefit because when you hear their parents talk about where were you when I was a child, it tells you that the work that you're doing is important. So I want to talk to you about the drive tomorrow. But before we do, let us continue to acknowledge everyone who's here on the Facebook Live with us. And we ask that everyone share the live as you come in. Uh, Danny M., nice to see you. Sabria Senhouse, my sister, great to see you. Uh, Claudette, Sandy, Laurel, Danielle, Glendon, Peters, Julie Polido, looky look, nice to see you, my Creole queen. Uh, thank you for being here. Don't forget to share the live as you come on in. So kind of tell us about the drive tomorrow. What should we expect? And also, how can we be a part of this movement? Okay, so tomorrow, the drive through that we're having, we started in Sneku at 1 o'clock, 1 p.m., and we're driving all the way through to Kalibishi. Simple. I want adults to come out and make a big noise. Mm -hmm. tell, child, tell young people and children that I am your voice. I will stand in the gap for you. Let's step up, let's step out, and let's shout out that I am here as an adult for you. Because children need to know. So, for example, don't think that because you're from Rosa or from Vickers that you will not make a difference. You never know. A child might just see you and meet you somewhere else. And because they saw you in that campaign, they'll remember maybe your vehicle, maybe your hair color, maybe this style, whatever style that you have. And they might say, you know what? That person was on that drive, so I can trust them. Let me tell them um, what I'm going through. And you might just make a difference. So what we want is there's, we have loudspeakers, we have um, mics, we want people to come out and just if you come in your vehicles, make posters. We want not say stop child abuse only, but telling people, this is me. I am Cindy and you can trust me. I will help you. I will speak louder than you. That is what we want. This is mm -hmm. what the campaign is about telling children that their voices are not the only voice but they, we as adults will join them to help them to say something is happening to me and sometimes mm -hmm. why sexual abuse is is very very difficult for a lot of children 
but emotional abuse is right there with it as much as physical abuse so sometimes we, we might a child might say that i'm not being sexually abused so that's not for me but there are other forms of abuse that children go through and they need our support because i think one stems from one to the next to the next they all connected some way some way or the other they are connected and because of that let's let's just tell children so i want people to come out come wear white shirts come out in your vehicles wear placards blow your horn we want appropriate music that will tell children give children a message that we, we we want to portray tomorrow and just come on and help us if you if you cannot come to the Carinago, join us in marigot join us in pegua join us from Woodford Hill, wherever you can and let's just make that big noise let people see that dominicans will stand up with their children and their youth by saying stop all forms of violence against children and young people they need our help let's help them to grow up to be the leaders that we want them to be because sometimes you say it's not me but at the end of the day this is who your child will bring home this is my fiance this is my girlfriend this is my boyfriend you never know it comes to meet you right in your house yes and then it, it starts and then it begins another cycle of another generation it does so let's 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 give children that opportunity let's give young people that opportunity to say that basically i'll stand in the gap for it with you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not just yeah, for yeah, you. With yeah you. yeah and i'm really happy to be connecting with you and um the east dominica children's federation and i forgot to mention earlier i want to say a special thank you to tanya dixon because she was the one you know she's a, a warrior on the front line when it comes to child abuse and especially child sexual abuse in dominica and she was the one who actually told me about um your organization and sent me the information. So I think it is so great that you guys are out there um, doing this important work because I, I'm, a, I, I'm very concerned with Kanisha that we've had all these conversations, but then what are the actionable steps? So you're actually answering the question I had in mind. So it is that very encouraging to have been introduced to the East Dominica Children's Federation. And keep in mind that this is always, always, this is only a portion of the interview. So let me take this again. Um, this is only a portion of the interview that we did with East Dominica Children's Federation. And I always encourage all my listeners to hop onto our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com and look up Push Past 10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 so you can see the entire interview that we did with the East Dominica's Children's Federation. And while you're there, Feel free to browse around for all the interviews that we've done in the last, how long have we been here? In the last about two years. So you can check out all the other interviews and programs that we have done over the years. So again, you know, we want to thank um, Cindy for stopping by to tell us all about the East Dominica Children's Federation. And we will continue. We'll continue to liaise with other such organizations who are doing the important work of protecting our 
our children. So as we move along with the program, uh, we have our tip for the week this week. And I thought since we are talking about abuse, we would bring back this particular tip, uh, the 14 signs of emotional abuse in a relationship. Because I think many times we take it for granted that we're in safe relationships, but there are signs to look out for. There are signs to look out for that says that we are in abusive relationships. And unfortunately, what our children learn from observing these abusive relationships is that those become normalized. So for many of our children, they think that this is simply normal behavior and they too then become victims of this abuse. So take a listen to our tip of the week and then come back to find out our featured video over at pushpast10.com as we wind down the program for yet another week. Do you think you're in an emotionally abusive relationship? According to One Love Organization, emotional abuse is any abusive behavior that includes verbal aggression, intimidation, manipulation, and humiliation. Does your partner, friend, or family member show signs of emotional abuse? Here are 14 subtle signs of emotional abuse in relationships. One, they blame you for things. It's a sign of abuse if your partner blames you for the things they've done. They avoid responsibility and say things like, you made me do it, or it's your fault this happened. Two, they avoid certain topics. Does it feel like you're walking on eggshells around your partner? It's a sign if you have to stay quiet about things that bother you and fear it will trigger your partner. Three, they control how you act. Abusers might control how you act by telling you that they're just being helpful. Even if it sounds like they're being supportive, they're still trying to manipulate your behavior. Four, they change your plans. Abusers will change your plans without telling you to keep their control over you. They may surprise you when you're supposed to be meeting your friends, so you have to cancel. In time, you might find yourself dependent on them on what to do. Five, they're emotionally available one moment and distant the next. Is it hard to talk to them because they keep shifting from being emotionally available to unavailable? They don't offer any explanation or they deny their behavior. It keeps you guessing and in fear of them. Six, they say hurtful things as a joke. It's a sign of emotional abuse when they say things they know will hurt you, but then play it off as a joke. They ignore your feelings and make you doubt yourself and your self-worth. Seven, they make you guess what they want. You're not a mind reader and having a partner that expects you to know what they want all the time is childish and immature. A healthy relationship is built on open communication, not assumptions. Eight, they ignore your feelings. Instead of recognizing when something hurts you, they say that you're being too sensitive or emotional. This form of abuse may leave you feeling confused and you may start to doubt your own feelings. Nine, they gaslight you. Gaslighting is when someone lies about what and how things happened so you doubt your own reality. They may say things like, this never happened, or you remember it wrong, to confuse you. This form of abuse will leave you dependent on your partner for everything. 10. They act differently when you're with other people. There are two ways your abuser may act. They may be caring and considerate in public to fool everyone, or they might be distant and unloving as a way to control how you behave with your friends and family. 11. Their love is conditional. Saying they don't love you when you disagree or argue is a sign of emotional abuse. 
It bases the relationship on validation instead of connection and implies that you're only worthy of love when you do what they want. 12. They ignore your accomplishments. Abusers may feel threatened by your accomplishments, and so instead of recognizing the work you've done, they downplay or even ignore it altogether. They might say things like, that's easy, anyone can do that, or it isn't a big deal. 13. They imply you're not helpful. Abusers will tell you what to do and what to think to control your thoughts and behaviors. They hide this by making it seem that you aren't helpful or that you're selfish. And 14. They need to know where you are. Do they constantly ask you where you are and who you're with? Constantly checking up on you is a form of control since they want to know all of your movements all the time. It shows that they don't trust you or your judgment. Do you see any of these signs in your relationships? Let us know in the comments below. Also, remember to like and share this video with those who might benefit from it. The references and studies used in this video are added in the description below. Thanks for watching. You are listening we'll to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the US, and the UK and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Um, you found the information useful and just a reminder of what to look out for, especially if you are starting a new relationship. You know, real new relationships can be just full of so much excitement and joy and enthusiasm that we may not notice the signs, the warning signs, the red flags. So, so important to remind ourselves of what to look out for uh, to recognize abuse in relationships. So as I mentioned before, our featured video of the week is, drum roll please, <laughs> so our featured video for this week is going to be our Sassenu program, our Creole program is back on, we haven't been on I think since May because I've been traveling, <laughs> so I'm happy that we are back on and we had a very exciting guest, as a matter of fact, she's made history, yes, she has made made history. She is the very first, listen carefully, she is the very first Dominican to earn a master's degree in Creole language. Yes, so Miss Lena Luke out there in Paris, France, she's originally from St. Joseph, Dominica, is the very first Dominican to earn a master's degree in the Creole language. And of course, we speak only Creole on our Sassenu program, so she was able to tell us all about how she was able to earn her degree and why she thought it necessary and the challenges she faced along the way. So I have to say I was absolutely excited and happy to be back on with Sasenu, where we come together from different parts of the world, different parts of the U.S., and we are members, we're a group, we call ourselves Sasenu, and our goal is to promote and advance the Creole language of Dominica. And 
Alina is a member of Sassy News, so we're very excited to have her on board. And we're hoping to use her material to continue to teach each and every one who is interested in learning Creole to help them to learn Creole. Because I always say I learned Creole uh, on Facebook Live. I was the, br the, the, the brave guinea pig <laughs> who decided that I was going to learn Creole uh, on Facebook Live. And as you will see when you look at the video, I'd like to think that I'm pretty competent in the language at this point. So I'm very proud of that. So again, push past 10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T 10.com for the featured video of the week. And that is our Sase New program, which is back up and running. And we're very happy for that. And so we will continue to have a monthly guest. I am thinking for next month, I had mentioned it to Father Karam, who is a priest in Dominica, very young priest in Dominica. And I had mentioned it to him, but I need to follow up with him just to see if it is a program that he would be interested in joining us for. So again, we have a lot more programming coming up for you um, on Push Past 10 on Facebook, YouTube, and our Push Past 10 uh, website. So don't forget that if you're on Facebook, you can follow us. And if you're on YouTube, you can always subscribe to the channel. So here we are at the end of yet another program. I want to thank you for joining me right here on your favorite radio station, TDN Radio, and for being here with us as we got powered up together for yet another week. And we focus and reminded ourselves of those important life goals. And speaking about life goals, you know, I think my next venture, because I'm seeing such a need for it in terms of when I speak to people who have organizations, people who have important products and businesses, my next venture is I've actually signed up and started taking a digital marketing course. Because I think our community needs it. Our community needs more people who know about social media, more people who know about digital marketing. So I figured, you know what, why not me? right? Why not me? So I've gone ahead and I've signed up for a digital marketing course and I've already started the program. So I'm hoping to be able to assist so many of our companies and our organizations. We've just been able to get that exposure that they need in terms of being able to market their products and their services. So I will keep you posted on that. So that is my goal. I'm hoping to finish before the end of August. So by the fall, we can have um, some clients and get the program up and running. So again, thank you for being here. I always look forward to spending this time with you on Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. So come back next week. We will do it all over again. We will have another great interview for you, another great song, a tip of the week, and a featured video of the week. So again, uh, don't forget to stay strong. Remember that your life story is your strength, the challenges you faced in the past have prepared you for the challenges that you face today. Remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay productive, and stay engaged until we meet again next week. Same time, same place. You have yourself a productive week. Take care.